what have you been watching? I know one thing you've been watching, but I'm sure there's like a million. So hit me with it. I watched the, there's two episodes dropped, but I watched the first episode of the new American Horror Stories. Mm -hmm. uh, The, you know, Ryan Murphy deal. As I mentioned to you, it focuses very, these, like, they're, like, little, they're not, it's not an anthology, but there's all these little, they're stories, so each episode's supposed to be different. I think the first two connect, but. Yes, they do. Spoilers, it's all set, this one is all set back in Murder House, so um, we've done this, Mr. Ryan Murphy, please resubmit for a new idea, because <laughs> we've done this. But it's actually pretty interesting, and um, it's got some Matt Bomer, so I'm not going to complain, because he looks good. Oh, my God, he does. Oh. He's so damn pretty. Why I is know. he so pretty? Oh, oh, my God, he's just so beautiful. He he's doesn't flawless. even look real. He's, he's so oh. gorgeous. Oh, Matt Bomer. Oh, we love you. How we love you. And I was just, I was just, like, before we sat down, I was just Googling, like, some of the other people, because I was not... Oh, I wasn't familiar with the who the other guy is who plays his partner. Yeah, me neither. And he's big, huge Broadway musical guy. So really, yeah, I did not realize that. Cool. So, and then kind of sort of related, one of the other guys that's in it was in the movie version of Les Mis, and he's in American Horror Stories, and he's also in the new Apple series Schmigadoon, which I just watched. There's two episodes have dropped today, and it's about this couple who are kind of like. They've been together for four years. They're kind of at that point of like, they're just having some relationship troubles. And then they're out on this hike and they accidentally wander into this town, which is just a straight out, you know, Broadway musical town. It's ridiculous. It's silly. Everybody just bursts into song all the time. It's very like, it's very Carousel meets Oklahoma meets Brigadoon. And it's, you know, it's called Schmigadoon. So it's just, it's hilarious. Um, And then... It's just silly. It's there's a bunch of great people in it. Kristen Chenoweth and love her. Keegan Michael Keel. Keegan Michael Key is not his name. I want to say Keel because he's with Jordan Peele so much. Yeah. And then um, Cecily Strong is the main lady, and then this guy I can't think of his name. Aaron Tevitt. I don't know how. If maybe that's not how you pronounce his name, but he's in it too. He plays a really awesome character, and like Fred Armisen and a bunch of different Martin Short. Wow, so, holy crap. Yeah, it's a, got a really good cast, and it's yeah. really funny. Uh, those are the one of the ones I've actually sat down to watch. I have a list of my along that I want to get to yet this weekend, because the second season of Never Have I Ever dropped yesterday. Thank you, early birthday present to me, because <laughs> I love that show, but I just have not had the time to watch it. Gunpowder Milkshake is a movie on Netflix that I'm really excited to watch. I haven't had a chance to watch that one either. And then the last installment of the Fear Street trilogy drop today i think because there's already a bunch of spoilers online so i assume it dropped today so that's what we will be watching later probably that's next on my list and by the way happy birthday to you happy birthday you guys it's tiffany's birthday holla she's 33 is it yes 33 minus a few Okay. Mm-hmm. Skip some. I'm. S- <laughs> you multiply and then add a little and then you divide yeah. and then you subtract and then you. I was always to, really bad at algebra. To, to the so. second power and divide by x y. Yeah. Yes. That's it. Forever twenty five. You look Woo! great for your age. I think. Hmm. I think so too. Well, the only thing I have sat down and watched is American Horror Stories, and I have watched the two first two episodes now. 
Oh, you finished yeah. the second one? I did finish the second one today, and I said, well, it's good. We'll see where it goes. I, I, don't know. I, had to, I watched the first one, and the older kids were occupied playing video games, so I could kind of watch it. Because, I mean, it's got some sexual stuff in it. So then I was like, I'm going to have to watch the second one by myself. Cause... <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, there was it's a lot of pausing. Good. It was like, what are you doing? Are you coming in here? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's not as much of that in the second one as there was in the first. But... Okay. But that's it. That's it. Yep. Um, because finally came back from my vacation that lasted five hundred years, which was fun, but I am glad to be home and back in my closet slash recording studio. So here we are. And why am I here? Because this is that so original podcast. We're the podcast that talks to you about original streaming programming on all of those things on your app store screen on your smart tv and your phone and all of that stuff and we have been talking to you forever about cruel summer and we're going to talk to you about it again by the way i'm kelly and i'm here with tiffany i just don't even know how this goes anymore i just i'm so confused anyway this is episode six and it's called an ocean in me right yep I don't recall that they make a reference to oh, that. Do, do they? they do. Okay. Okay. Well, you must have written it down and I, I just glazed right over it. Well, let's just jump right into this. These episodes take place around October. Excuse no. me. That is not October. <laughs> that is written on my page. Literally not even close. August 15th of 1993, 94, 95. Jeanette and Old Man Crease are setting up a surprise anniversary breakfast for their parents, which is apparently an annual thing. And Crease is joking around how they're probably in the bedroom having sex before they come out. And sure enough, Cindy comes out and has the hair to prove it. And I was like, is this a thing that kids do? I don't know because I personally am the child of divorce from a very young age. So I don't know if this is a thing or not. And I think I need to know. So people out there, tell me. Did you set up surprise anniversary breakfasts for your parents? Please let me know. Have I been deprived of this experience? One, my parents have been married for 50 some odd years. Two, I don't know when their anniversary is. I know it's in May sometime. (laughs) Three, no. And four, my parents have never gotten along for 50 some odd years. So (laughs) that might be why. Oh, well, I was going to applaud the 50 years, but I'm going to I'm going to hold my applause for now. So they all come out and they're eating breakfast and they all toast to a lifetime of love and all that good stuff. So cut to 1994 and Jeanette is setting up the table for the anniversary breakfast. But dad, Greg and Cindy are like screaming at each other in the background. Jeanette says, this is all my fault. And I was like, I mean, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Own it. Uh-huh. And Cree says, no, this is Joy Wallace's smear campaign's fault. So anyway, as they're doing this, they're talking about how Old Man Crease is moving into the dorms today. And he said dorms, but I'm pretty sure he meant assisted living facility. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But he says he can't miss preseason. And I feel like this is the first that I've heard that Crease plays a sport but okay so maybe he plays football baseball I don't know but 
Anyway, he wears a jersey at some point, I thought. He wears a lot of headbands, so maybe, yes, yes. maybe it's maybe it's like <laughs> what's that wall racquetball? <laughs> <laughs> he plays shuffleboard. So Greg walks in and Jeanette says, Happy birthday. I mean, happy anniversary. And he grunts and drinks coffee, which is, that's how I approach every day. The doorbell rings, and it's a wine and cheese basket. And Cindy's like, oh my god, how thoughtful. And Dad Greg's like, I I did not send that. And it's actually for Dad Greg, and it's from Angela. So that's not awkward at all. Who is Angela? Is Cindy's immediate response. Who the fuck is Angela, Greg? In 1995, Jeanette is watching Not the News. I cannot believe it. I mean, not another station, though. It's almost as bad. She's watching old home movies. Angela walks in and sits down to watch with her. And Jeanette's on the couch crying. She says, just to let you know, I'm not sitting here crying because I miss my mom. She says, I actually miss my dad. Even when he's right here, he's a million miles away. If I had just stayed the nerdy girl he wanted, none of this would have happened. And Angela says, no, we ladies. And I was like, Mm. Round of applause for Angela for this. We ladies do not make ourselves less for others. Preach it, Angela. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, actually, I'm going to give you snaps. Mm, snaps, you Angela. Jeanette says, today used to be a holiday in this house. Now it feels like somebody's funeral. The doorbell rings, and I was like, I bet it's not a wine and cheese basket this time. <laughs> nope, it's not. It's the lawyer, and she says, we have a problem. Well, okay, they're playing this game. We discussed this. They're playing this game, this card game on this video called Nerds. Never heard of it. Nope. And who, how sad is your family that you're recording a freaking card game? Like, that's your thing. And the game is supposed to be similar to Solitaire, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Ugh. It's so weird. Yes. It's so weird. Uh, okay. Maybe that's what they do in Happy Families. I mean. <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> let me know. If you made anniversary breakfast for your parents and recorded your card games, yeah, please, let me know. Please enlighten Tiffany and I because we, we don't get it. <laughs> we did not have that experience. No. Okay. 1993. The Geek Squad are back at the mall. Locking up their bikes, Vincent is trying to convince the girls to see Friday the 13th, part four, because it's the last time Jason's going to be in a movie ever, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm. I guess sneaking into a scary movie is number 14 on the list, but Mallory wants to do number 13, which is stealing. And Jeanette says, well, I've already stole, so I don't have to do this shit. Vincent is very intent on stealing the new Liz Fair CD, and I was like... Honey, <laughs> you're trying to hide the fact that you're gay. Okay. Jeanette decides to point out that everything Mallory put on the list is illegal. Like, has anyone else noticed we're stealing shit? We're breaking into places. <laughs> Mallory has a problem. And Mallory goes to this big, huge, long explanation about her cousin who lives in Nebraska told her that she had worked at a mall and that big corporations expect you to steal it's called shrinkage yeah people say that that make themselves want to feel better about stealing mm-hmm. that's just it's just don't do it cut to 1995 the lawyer's telling Jeanette that Kate's parents are deposing Tennille's mother Tanya who has said she has damning information about Jeanette Jeanette's like well I got more damning information on her and she's, the lawyer says well this could be a problem this could be bad for your case and Jeanette is just insistent that Tanya will, will keep her trap shut there's she's not She's not worried about it. She's got it taken care of. Cut quickly back to 1993. 
and Jeanette and Mallory are at the mall, and they're in a dressing room where Mallory is removing the alarm tags from clothes, and I was just like, how? 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 <laughs> she quickly explains, kind of throwaway line, that she got it from Janice when she worked at Contempo for a week, and I was like, oh, Janice. <laughs> And uh, as they're, like, in the dressing room, Jeanette's kind of playing lookout, and she looks out of the dressing room, and she sees Mr. Harris coming out of another dressing room, and he's trying on a suit. And Jeanette's freaking out. Mallory's like, what's the big deal? He's the assistant principal of school, not the mall. And then she quickly ties a shirt around Jeanette's waist and says, here, take this. And Jeanette's like, I, I don't I don't want this. I don't want to steal. And she's like, hey, it's free shirt. Just shut up and take it. And they look back out, and the person waiting on Mr. Harris is Tanya, Tanil's mother. Surprise, surprise. This is either her store or she works in this store. It's never made clear. She is, like, helping him like, with a suit. She's doing his cuffs so that he has a nice look down her shirt. And she's asking him if he wants to um, get a jump on the PTA business and have dinner with her and discuss it. And he's like, you know what? I should not socialize with parents, even though I just spent the last weekend with them and a few weeks before. I just don't <laughs> think it would be good. But she's pretty insistent. So he relents and they make a date. And as they're making a date, Mallory and Jeanette run out of the dressing room and, oh, no, thanks. We don't need any help and run away. I was like, he says, I really shouldn't socialize with students' parents. I should just groom and kidnap the actual students. Yes. Is yeah. what I should actually do. Yeah. Yeah. What's the point of getting to know their parents? I kind of want to get to know their kids. Right. I kind of like these 16-year-olds. Gross. Uh-huh. Okay. With Captain and Tennille now in 1994, Tanya busts into Neil's bedroom and tells her that Jeanette keeps calling and kicking her offline. Do you remember when that yes. used to happen? L-O-L. Well, I, I didn't have internet at my house, but I heard that it was irritating. Uh-huh. Yep. That used to happen. <laughs> There are people coming over, by the way, to watch her interview on TV about Martin Harris. And I didn't really understand, like, did she want them to come over because she's getting ready to do the interview? Or was it just going to be on TV and they were going to have a watch party? They're having a watch party because okay. it comes back later. Okay. So Tanya asks what she should tell Jeanette when she calls back in five minutes. And Tanya tells her this whole stupid thing about loser. She's a loser. She lives on Loser Island and we're not going to come and live with her on Loser Island. And I was like, wow, good one, ladies. Back at the mall, the girls are looking for Vincent. This is 1993, the Geek Squad. He comes out of the store with a CD, and, of course, the alarm goes off because he didn't peel that white tab with the little metal thing inside, Vincent. God, you got to do that. Not that I did that. So Mallory is like, let's haul ass, and she's gone. Like she instant. Could not have been out of there faster. Jeanette grabs the CD out of Vincent's hand and tells him to run. So she just stands there with her hands up, CD in hand, while the security guard is like, come with me. And we're going to the mall security office where, hey, Jamie is here. Quick side note about Jamie. We're assholes because... Jamie is played by an actor whose name is Froy Gutierrez. Is that what I... Gutierrez? I think it was Gutierrez. Anyway, so yeah, his father is of Mexican descent. He was in, was it Teen Wolf? Probably. I I could see that. Yeah, I think. So he's apparently like a well-known actor, but I had never heard of him. Anyway, so Froy is here, and she quickly (laughs) takes down her hair to look cooler, and he asks what Well, you notice what she did, though. She took took Kate's scrunchie scrunchie out of her hair. hair. That's Mm -hmm. right, she did. He asks what she's in for. She's like, 18 to life, bro. And (laughs) she says she stole something. He says, well, I jumped into a fountain on a dare. 
opposed to Jamie. This is and, Jamie. Yeah, <laughs> this is Jamie as a person. And she's like, well, I'm Jeanette. And he's like, yeah, I remember. And they're instantly in love. 1994, and Cindy is aggressively cutting her brie when the phone rings. And it's a woman who asked for Jeanette. It's a prank call, and they hang up, and the phone rings immediately again. And Cindy is just losing her ever-loving mind. She goes into Jeanette's room to do some snooping. And she's looking around her closet, and then she looks at that ugly jewelry box and starts rifling through that, but there's nothing inside. She turns it over, and Jeanette being the clever one has made a fake bottom and so she tears it out and under it is a key da, 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 it's just key. a piece of paper she took a piece of notebook paper and put it on the bottom put a key under it it's brilliant it. yeah and okay here's the thing i don't know okay i'll get here in a second so back to 1993 jamie and Jeanette are giggling in mall jail and asking he's asking her if she gets in trouble a lot and she says no but she makes trouble and she doesn't usually get caught <laughs> sometimes i leave my bag of rubber bands on my counter for a year what? <laughs> greg walks in and he is pissed and jamie just giggles like it's funny we're stupid and got caught in mall jail I was, like, envisioning a cop coming in. You made bail, Turner. Right. (laughs) Your dad's here. So, back to 1994, and Cindy is confronting Jeanette, who is just trying to listen to her tunes on her Walkman. So, just calm down, Cindy. And Cindy asks her if she's ever been inside Martin Harris's house. I was like, how does she know that's the key to his house? Does she have all cut keys memorized? (laughs) Calm down, Cindy. And Jeanette's like, well, why would you ask that? And Cindy asks if she tells her, you know, if you were keeping a secret that big it might be good to get it out and Jeanette's like it's just rumors you're going you know you're getting letting this get to you it's nothing and Cindy's telling her well ignoring it will not make it go away if there's any truth to these rumors I need to know right now anything you need to tell mama and Jeanette says no and to change their phone number because the prank calls are obviously making her crazy I just don't understand Jeanette at this point I just don't get it like why not? I don't, I don't I don't understand why you just don't own it at this point, but I don't know. Maybe because she's 15, 16 and she's stupid. Yeah, we'll get to it yeah. later. Maybe not this episode. I don't know. No spoilers. Keep going. Yeah. So 1993 and back at mall jail and Jeanette's telling her dad as they're walking out of the mall that stealing was Mallory's idea because Mallory is such a hoe bag. We know. <laughs> I was like, didn't see that bus coming, did you, Mal? Wow. <laughs> but then she tells her dad that he has to promise not to tell their parents, you know, just don't get them in trouble. And he's like, well, I need to know what happened. She said, well, Vincent stole the CD and I heard the alarm go off and I told him to run. And he's like, why would you do that? And she's like, Vincent and I always have each other's backs. He's my friend. He'd do the same for me. And Greg says, well, if mom finds out, she's going to call Vincent's grandpa. So let's just keep this as a secret between us. And I was like, oh, and so it begins. The Greg mm-hmm. and Jeanette cycle of nastiness. Not nastiness, just stupidity. I think it's just straight up stupidity. Well, and secretiveness and keeping things from Cindy. And no wonder she thinks they're hiding stuff behind her back. Because they are. Well, they're just, the two of them. I just don't understand why they're so yeah. intertwined. But whatever. They have a weird relationship. Mm-hmm. So back in 1994, Greg walks in the house Apparently, Cindy has summoned him home from work. And so he's like, what's so important? And she's like, it's Jeanette. She's lying. He's like, you couldn't tell me that over the phone. Calm down, Cindy. And so she says, well, ever since she lied to the police about the necklace, I've been sure she's been lying to us. I found this key and I think it goes to Martin Harris's house. And he says, 
that's a bit of a stretch, don't you think? It's like me. It's just a uh-huh. key. How do you know every what every cut key looks like? And she's like, it's a mother's intuition. My, I know that my child is awful. He's like, well, let's just ask Jeanette. And she's like, I already did. She said it wasn't. He's like, well, here <laughs> you like, go. Yeah, okay. And she's like, no, dum-dum. I don't know what her involvement is with this Kate Wallace thing, but she is involved. So we need to go see if the key fits. Grab your shoes. Grab your coat. Let's go. And he's like, um, what are people going to say if they see us at Martin Harris's house in broad daylight? Like, that's a problem. She's like, fine, then we go tonight. And he's like, no, no, Cindy, we raised a good kid. And she's like, but she's not that same kid. She's changed. He's like, if I thought there was a problem, I'd be concerned, but I'm not. So there's not a problem. Therefore, end of story, no more discussion. Fine. Dad, Greg. In 1995, now with Jeanette, in her bedroom and Vincent walks in and I don't know this is kind of all very random they're talking about Mallory becoming friends with Kate and how Jeanette pushed Vincent away because she figured she had ruined enough people's lives or whatever she tells him she's going out she needs to take care of something he says he'll come along but she says no but she does ask him to distract the reporters while she sneaks out because I guess they are still hanging out outside of her house waiting mm-hmm. for any opportunity to put a microphone in her face or take a picture of her. In 1994, Cindy, very upset after this conversation with Greg, is in the kitchen furling her eyebrows. I was like, gotta stop doing that, Sin, or you better have money socked away for fillers. Uh, old man Crease walks in. He wants to take some snacks for the dorm slash assisted living facility. And she asks him if he remembers that time he had a tea party with Jeanette out in the rain. And she was mad because there was mud everywhere. She says, your dad said that was your idea. Was it? And he's like, okay, that was 500 years ago. I don't remember. And she's trying to get him to say that it was Jeanette's idea, but the dad wanted them to lie to her that it was Crease's idea because they knew that I guess she wouldn't be as upset because she's hated Jeanette for her whole life. I think that's what it is. She's hated her forever. (laughs) She just busts out and says, okay, long story short, I think Jeanette is lying and dad Greg won't admit it and no one will talk to me about this and I'm going crazy and so I need to unload this on my teenage but actually 45-year-old son. And he's like, look, mom, I got to go to the dojo. I don't have time for this. Before she leaves, though, he um, she grabs his face and she's like, I am so proud of you. And I'm like, okay, he is obviously the favorite. And Jeanette is the disappointment, has always been the disappointment in Cindy's eyes because she was, according to her, super popular and pretty in high school. And Jeanette is not currently. Well, it's in this conversation where she's saying, I shouldn't say this to you, but I feel like I can because we're the same age. <laughs> <laughs> She says, there is an ocean inside of me, and it's spilling over, and I have to talk to someone. Okay. Yeah. Yes. There you go. There you go. She tells him to pursue his dreams because complacency is a disease. So she's become complacent in her life and therefore hates her children. Mm -hmm. I can relate time to time. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. 1995, Jeanette goes to Tanya's store, this place she's still working in the mall, it's unclear, and pretends she's going to try stuff on, like she's got a hoodie on, so she's like walking in with this armload of clothes, and 
Tanya's like, can I help you? You can only take in so many into the dressing room. And she throws back her hood all dramatically so she can quarter Tanya and says, I heard you're asking to be deposed, which is weird because these depositions can be minefields. You must have something you're dying to share. And Tanya says, only the truth. So quick flashback to 1993. Vincent comes over and he's asking Jeanette why she covered for him with a CD. She says, well, because she knew her dad would go easy on her. And she's so excited to have been thrown in mall jail because it was just so <laughs> exhilarating. And Vincent says he's bummed about that CD. He was so close to having Liz Fair in his life. As he's saying this, he's like watching Jeanette who's going through her closet and like throwing clothes out. And he's like, what are you doing? And she's like dumping stuff. These clothes just aren't her anymore. Jeanette says, I can't believe Mallory just booked it on us. I shouldn't talk bad about her, but she's like, do you feel like she always pressures us to do things she wants to do and does not back down? And Vincent's like, I agree. We shouldn't talk badly about Mallory. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> Vincent's a good friend, so but pure. I was like, you need to do some gossiping with me. That's just <laughs> how it works. So 1994, Vincent's at the video store and he's trying to convince Ben to watch Friday the 13th. And Ben says, well, maybe you can come over and watch it with me. Narrate all the scary parts. I know you love that. And they're, like, inches away from, like, kissing because they're all alone in the store. And Jeanette walks in, and they jump apart because Jeanette is just a life ruiner. (laughs) And Jeanette says, hey, and asks if he's renting a movie. And he says, no, I just lost track of time, and I need to go to the gym. Bye. Like a totally manly, straight yeah. manly man, straight man. Yeah. It were, mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. dudes are half naked and working out. So oh. straight. <laughs> and he leaves and Vincent says, can we pretend that you didn't just see that? And Jeanette says, having a secret like that must be really scary. If that's what you want, we can pretend I didn't see it. But you seem really happy. And he's like, I'm insanely happy. And Jeanette's oh. like, good. We're all happy. Are we though? Yeah, I don't know. Back in 1993, Jeanette is suddenly breaking into Martin's house again. She has a death wish. I think I just have this. She has a death wish. <laughs> he has this like big media closet thing with like a stereo and all these CDs. And she's looking through the CDs and she snags his Liz Fair CD because I guess it she's tells you do... everything you need to know about Martin. <laughs> List, yeah, list item number 13, and yeah, she's going to hook Vincent up. All of a sudden, in walk Tanya and Martin, so she quickly closes the door to this closet and hides. Back at the video store in 1994, Jeanette tells Vincent how she thinks her mom is starting to believe the rumors. Vincent says, if it makes you feel any better, you've always got me on your side. Captain and Tanya walk in. Jeanette says, uh, hey, yeah, I've been calling, and Tanya says, yeah, I haven't been answering. Can you take the hint? Randomly and conveniently, Tanya's interview comes on the TV that's on in the video store. They all run over to watch it. This is this is big time. She's talking about that night that we keep flashing back to when she was alone with Martin and how he was so forceful. Back in 1993, Jeanette is in the closet watching them on the couch together drinking wine. And Tanya slides over to him. She starts rubbing her hands on his leg and tv tanya is saying how martin became aggressive with her martin was offering personal details totally unprovoked but when we cut back to 1993 and the two of them on the couch it's actually tanya that is getting aggressive she's all up on him and it's tanya who is offering personal details like the fact that her ex-husband pays child support for her daughter because he thinks he's the father but he isn't Martin's like, yeah, I should probably not know 
things this personal about one of my students and Jeanette in the closet backs into the stereo and it turns on very loudly. Martin walks over. He's getting ready to open the door, but Tanya stands up and she's holding the remote and she's like, oh, look, I must have sat on it. Silly me. And she's also spilled wine on the front of her shirt because, you know, so she can get a towel and dab at her boob because that's sexy. Or take it off. (laughs) Take it off, run cold water on it. Take it off. And so he runs to get her a towel. Couple things here. But when when Jeanette's in that video store, Captain and Tennille walk in. Jeanette's behind the counter sitting on the floor. She jumps up and says, hi, guys, before she's even had a chance to know who the hell it is. So let's think about that next time, directors, because that was a problem. (laughs) And then for the longest time, I was like, why is Jeanette going into his fucking house? occur to me later is like because she heard him say he was going out on a date so she knew the house would be empty oh. she knew at what time so she's gonna go in there and see just by chance he just on the off Liz, chance <laughs> he has some Liz fair he seems like the type so yeah. okay all right but yeah it took me a minute to get to where they wanted me to be so i love that tanya says at the end of that when i think about what happened to kate i think that could have been me <laughs> and also another thing you're at a video store why the fuck is the news playing at the video store I they play the it latest be a movies. movies thank you mm-hmm. these people never went to a blockbuster on a friday night no they didn't but captain and Tennille say they're going to blockbuster because they're like this video store reeks of loser or whatever they oh say yeah because right. right here in, <laughs> right here in 1994 jeanette says your mom's a liar. Or says she's lying. And Tennille's like, excuse me, mom's not a liar. And Renee says, or Tennille, Captain, are you, def- <laughs> are, you de- are you defending a pedophile? Tennille says, well, your mom's a freak show, has been, and so are you. Let's go to Blockbuster. Mm. They leave, and, Jean- and and as funny as they leave, and Jeanette storms out right after them. Be- like, she's like, yeah. oh my god, I'm just gonna go home, too. And they would have been still in the parking lot. And Vincent's like, I'll still be in here watching the show. Yeah, and Vincent's like, well, bye, guys. We're Vincent. I'm going to call Ben and see if he's done with the gym. I don't know. Yeah. So 1995, Angela is asking Jeanette if she's dating anyone. And Jeanette's like, are you new around here? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? She's like, who? Who would be seen with me? The Menendez brothers? And Angela says, well, Vincent's cute. And they both laugh because, or, is Vincent still there? Yeah, I was like, somehow Vincent is here. But I, he's, I, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. And they, they both are laughing because they're like siblings and ew gross. Because it's like the crease and Jeanette hanging out being siblings thing all over again. So Angela leaves to work. And I was like, if I owned a bar, I would not work the fucking night shift all the right? time. Like, what the hell, man? She must love Get it. Get yourself another bartender. So, 1994. This scene is so fucking stupid. I can't even. I can't even. Jeanette is looking at herself in the mirror in the car. And she's crying. And she's just wiping away her makeup. Like, getting her face set. And then the camera pans back. And we show Crease is just waiting for her in the driver's seat. (laughs) And I was like, one, you have to look in the mirror to do that. He couldn't have kept driving. (laughs) Like, you know, she hopped in. Never said a word. Second... How did he know to come and get her when she was storming out? Right. Like she wouldn't she have, been, have, no she wouldn't have been cried out by the time he got there. Because she would have had to call him wherever the fuck he was. And she says, thanks. Dojo. For, you know, she's like, thanks for the ride, but you can drive now. I've successfully wiped all my tears. <laughs> and he's like, well, what's wrong? She's like, well, Captain Tennille dumped me. Then she asked him, do you have to go to college? And, and can't you stay here and be here for me? He's like, listen. They got bread pudding tonight. 
and shuffleboard. <laughs> I gots to go. <sighs> so 1995, Jeanette just can't relax because she's worried about Tanya ruining her case and whether or not Tanya will be worried enough about what Jeanette knows to keep her trap shut. She's just nervously pacing and doesn't know what to do. So all of a sudden Greg comes in and says, hey, anybody want to play nerds? I got my video camera. Let's get to it. <laughs> And Jeanette says, wait, did Angela say something? And he's like, you know, I'm sorry. The way I've been acting, it's not right. I thought you wanted space. And Jeanette's like, well, I do love nerds. <laughs> so then we have, it's flashing back between years here. So let me make sure I get them all right. So in 1995, the lawyer who is deposing Tanya says, do you have reason to believe that Jeanette isn't telling the truth? Quick flash to 1993 and Jeanette is in the closet when Tanya throws the door open, doesn't scream, and just asks, what are you doing here? Yeah, like, did she know she was in there? What the hell? I don't know. I don't, like, I don't know why she played up the remote thing, maybe, like, that she knew she was in there, or, mm-hmm. did, or she's used to finding young girls in closets. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I'm just mm-hmm. not sure. And Jeanette says, listen, I won't tell anyone about Tennille. And Tanya says, well, I didn't see you and you didn't see me. Get out. Get out. Scoot. 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 Get out of here. (laughs) These people. Please, Texas people, tell me if this is normal behavior because I don't believe it is. It can't be. I don't believe it is. 1995, Jeanette is winning at nerds. Even though she hasn't played it in a couple years, she's still a fucking pro. Mm -hmm. And the phone rings and we go quickly back to Tanya in the deposition saying that if Jeanette says she never saw Kate, then she has no reason to believe otherwise. And then cut quickly back to earlier that same day when Jeanette has accosted her at the mall. And Tanya says, what you're doing is illegal. You can't be here accosting me at the mall. Blackmailing me. Yeah. Jeanette says, you mean illegal like child support and paternity fraud? I'd be careful what you say because there are provable facts and hearsay. What I know could have devastating effects on your family. And I can be pretty convincing. I was like, I don't think you can, honey, because no. nobody likes People you. People don't like you. <laughs> you're a liar. Yeah. Mm. So um, Kate's lawyer in the deposition is saying to Tanya, you said something about an incident. And Tanya's like, oh, that? That was a misunderstanding. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. So um, the lawyer is talking to Jeanette on the phone and saying, by the way, Tanya had zero interesting things to say. And if you had anything to do with that, I don't want to ever know about it. And Jeanette's like, cool. Can I go back to playing cards now? <laughs> My dad's running out of tape. Okay. In 1995, Cindy takes a seat at the only bar in town. Apparently. Yeah. And it's always empty from always. what I can tell. So I don't know how she's keeping it open. But anyway, she tells Angela that it's her wedding anniversary and Angela says happy anniversary and Cindy says well I mean it was but we're not really together anymore but you knew that right Angela and then Cindy says she was driving back to her old house and somehow she ended up at the bar I was like because you don't know how to make a u-turn like what what the hell she says she was feeling sentimental but she couldn't do it because she's incapable of going backwards so she hung a left to the bar whatever Mm -hmm. So she wants to know how Jeanette is because she won't talk to me. She blames me for the separation. And Angela says, well, she misses you. Cut to 1994. Dad Greg gets back from the long day at the office and finds Cindy sitting in the living room in the dark. He tells her something about escrow and like me, she just nods because neither of us really understand what that is. He said that two more houses fell out of escrow. So two more deals that he had, real estate deals he had, 
stopped because they went with different agents. So he lost two more. Oh, because nobody likes the Turners now. Mm. Yeah, he lost two more deals is what that comes out to. So randomly, Cindy starts talking about how she wanted to be a flight attendant. And he laughs, which greatly offends her. She's like, this is not a joke. I'm serious. Back at the bar, Cindy and Angela are bonding over absent moms and how Cindy wanted to be a better mom. And Angela says, well, I mean... I did okay. I do own this kick-ass bar that's always empty. And Cindy says, look, I like you, Angela. I can see what Greg (laughs) does. You're smart and you're awesome. And Angela says, I like you too. And they both toast to how awesome they are. And then Angela has to make it weird by saying, well, it's not like I stole your husband. You left him. And Cindy was like, wait a second. Is that what he told you? back to 1994 and Cindy is still talking about her dream of being a flight attendant and how she wanted to see the world and then talking again about her suspicions about Jeanette and how he didn't listen to her and then she thrusts the key at him and says go try it yourself and he balks again and he's like I think he just doesn't want to be proved wrong like I think he knows that it's true he doesn't want to be smacked in the face with the evidence he he doesn't want to go try it because he doesn't want to be proved wrong about Jeanette she's screaming about how he doesn't take her seriously and so she's gonna go stay with her sister for a while so she can think she'll come back to talk to Jeanette and when he finally realizes what she's been saying about Jeanette is true he'll understand how she feels and then she leaves so we cut to Cindy this was I am assuming earlier in this same day because it's light and she's in front of Martin's house with the key and it does work on the front door. Again, like, isn't there like crime scene tape or something like around this house in the middle of the day and be like, that's kind of weird that Cindy Turner's like breaking into a crime scene. It's night now and we see the door opening from inside. Like the filming here was kind of cool. I don't know Mm -hmm. what this is called. So Cindy unlocks the door and opens it from the outside and then it cuts to the door opening now from the inside and it's Greg and he walks through the house and now he knows that Cindy was right and Jeanette was lying. And then he like knocks something on the floor. Mm -hmm. like, freaking rude this is not your house dad greg i've got he gives the aw shit look and throws stuff on the floor of an active crime scene (laughs) right but i must tell you this gloomy version that's playing of jewels who will save your soul oh i know giving me life i loved it it was great i just got chills thinking about it jewel is my karaoke song guys just so you know anything jewel so we want to go back to the what's your karaoke song it's something i actually have lots of them i've been thinking about i do alicia keys quite a bit um i do some country because i don't know it's easy there used to be a leanne rhymes one that it wasn't like when she was young the whole blue song it was like later and i can't think of what the name of it was but i used to sing that one can't like the moonlight deep no. in the there was like a space so in between bad. there where she had a different song i can't think of what it is but all right well that is the end of episode six of cruel summer i don't know this one i thought was kind of boring didn't really offer a whole lot of new information what did you think of it no it was boring i mean they had to to clear up the whole what the fuck happened to cindy yeah and they had to make cindy sympathetic because we everybody hated her so much because it was like she was so hard on Jeanette and she wanted her to be perfect and she's this nosy little has-been but 
when you realize that, you know, she wanted a career, she wanted to be a flight attendant. Mm-hmm. And from what I can determine, that's what she did is she walked out and her family went and became a flight attendant. Like, yeah, that, that's that's just what she did. So yeah. um, that's weird. <laughs> I mean, good for you for pursuing your dreams, but you can't go backwards. Like she says, because I can't go backwards. Like, all right, then don't. You you can't just pretend you don't have a daughter and a son and a, I mean, whatever with Greg. I mean, relationships come and go. But, like, your children are your children forever, and you can't just leave because you're mad and then go live the life you wanted to before you had kids. Well, I think it's funny is that she says, I can't go backwards. And she's the woman that constantly lives in the past and is mm-hmm. reliving her high school years. So yes. pick a lane, Cindy. Yes, <laughs> Whatever right. you're going to be, your problem yeah. of the day, pick it and stick with it. Exactly. And I don't know. I'm At least be consistent. I mean, Angela has some, I think they wrote, sounds bad, but this is probably true. This way it is. They wrote her as the, like, the smart black lady. They do that a lot in movies, is there's this, there's the black woman who gives all the advice, who has, who has all the worldly mm-hmm. knowledge, yeah. and I think that's a, a misuse of this character. I think she could have been, I don't know, better. Yeah. I find her irritating, and I shouldn't have to find her irritating. I find Mallory irritating. I hate her a whole bunch. Oh my god, I can't stand Mallory. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. I hate just about everyone in this show. You know, oddly enough, I like Kate. I don't like <laughs> Kate. I like the Kate story. I'm invested in the Kate story. Could give yeah. two shits about Jeanette and her wannabe a bad girl no. thing that she's doing. The Kate basement story is very intriguing to me. So we'll see how this plays out. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. Well, that's it for this episode. And if you'd like to tell us which character you hate the most on this show, you could do that in lots of different places. Like where, Tiffany? Well, you could email us at thatsoeoriginalpodcast at gmail.com. You can tell us about your failed or successful parents' anniversary breakfasts at um, That's Original Podcast on Please. Facebook or Please, Instagram. I need to know <laughs> You, <laughs> what else was there to this episode? I can't think of something else. <laughs> oh, God. I don't even know. There don't wasn't know. even anything funny to pull from here. No, if no. you could steal a CD from yes. a store in 1993, what would you have stolen? I choose Spice Girls. Was that what? a thing in 1993? No, that was like 98, 98 plus. Damn it. Okay, let me try again. Garth Brooks. I mean, you would have got some, maybe some dance. That would have been the dance, maybe. That's I think my that's favorite early. Garth Brooks. I'm scene. thinking 1993 would have been, for me, would have been Nine Inch Nails. It would have been some, I really never gotten a Pearl Jam or a Nirvana, but they, that was that time period. I would have been all over, like, um, Big Audio Dynamite. I was a the alternative kid, so that would have been. I think I was listening to the Femmes. I've been all over the Violent Femmes. That would have been my thing right there. I would have, I would have stole the Violent Femmes. And towed, and towed the Wet Sprocket. That would have been my jam. Nope. Alan Jackson. <laughs> um, Chattahoochee uh, Scoochie. John Michael Montgomery. Uh, Aaron Tippin. Yeah, I was You a lived CM- in the South. You did. I know. See, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. I mean, I liked Garth Brooks, but that was later. I, that was after I was out of high school. When I was in high school, it was that. It was... Maybe Celine Dion. Was she kind of popular? Barely. Because that was, like, barely Beauty and the Beast time. So she wasn't even, like, who Celine Dion is now. 
I've been like some TLC. I've been chasing yeah. some waterfalls. I did chase some, some waterfalls. Some boys to men. Yes. Um, I liked boys to men. See, this... Well, in 1993, let me just say I don't really remember 1993 all that well. Like, my memories start more 96, 97. And I totally know that I would have probably stolen, like, um, I don't know, like a big ECD or something like that. Because my musical tastes drastically changed between, like, my freshman year of high school and my senior year. But uh, 1993 is like an enigma to me. I can't bring myself back 93 would have been Eric Clapton's Tears in Heaven. There had been some 10,000 Maniacs. There were, I'm oh, trying to think okay. what was playing at, like, the school dances at that time. Oh, yeah, I, I never I went, went to, to a, a I did. I went to, like, one. I never went to, like, the fancy dances. I went to one only because we were meeting up there to go see Wayne's World. So that's all you need to know about me. Nice. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but anyways, you can send any of that. <laughs> yeah. To You can tweet us at that so pod. Yeah. You yeah. can leave an iTunes review. Yeah. Like us and review us. Follow us at Spotify. Yeah. Leave a comment on our website. I can't yeah, remember yeah, who yeah. said that. No, nope, please, please. Something that's not spam would be fantastic. Please just say. We're, we know you're out there. Like, what? Hi. I, and you're listening to us. So you. Can you listen to podcasts in other languages? Like, do they. Like, do, do, will they translate them? I don't you know, know how that works. I don't know because we keep like going up on the Denmark. <laughs> Eurovision. <laughs> so you know what it is. I feel like a lot of people in other countries speak several different languages. So they might right. speak like their primary language, but they also will speak English and maybe another language. And us stupid Americans, we're pretty much just stuck here with the English, and that's you know maybe four years of some foreign language that we never actually learn how to speak and we are an embarrassment to literally the entire earth but anyway so maybe there are people over there still listening to us in english god help anyone who has to listen to me in another language i just don't even (laughs) (laughs) can you imagine like trying to put your your twang into another (laughs) language that's that's not gonna translate well and all my cusses into another language like i don't even know They'll just beep it all. Just beep <laughs> the entire thing. Okay. Well, that's it for us today. We'll be back with you. I promise soon we're going to get this done pretty quick and be moving on to the next thing. So we will be back with episode seven very shortly. This is probably going to come out on Sunday. Episode five should have dropped just a couple of days ago. So you're going to get five and six in pretty short order together. So you are welcome. Happy birthday to you, Tiffany. And we will talk to you soon. Later. Bye. Bye-bye. Wow. What in the heck is going on there? This is what I heard. I didn't do anything. Oh, my God. You're haunted. I haven't moved. Oh, my God. Is that something around me? Anyway. (laughs)